This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Currently, you can get free delivery on all orders over £40 and 10% of all online orders by using our code of TakesThatChance10. Jackson's there, Billy did! The goal, Chris Billy Huddersfield Town! The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life! Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is! Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. Rupi and Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Stiffer Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! I'll keep that comments if you want, Cosy. Oh, cheers, Paz. That'll be good, Ta. Good evening, guys uh, and girls. Uh, welcome to what episode are on? Oh God, I've uh, I've lost uh, count and everything after that <laughs> night and that as well. I've even broken my uh, midweek habit. I'll have to have a beer after that. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I haven't got any fancy pants intro as well. Uh, I just want 2020 to come back. Not a lot of people <laughs> hear that. Honestly, it's 2021. Played for, lost for, and performances are getting worse, man. Here, to go through the pain, to endure the pain with me tonight, we have got Phil, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy. I'm so oh, happy man. I'm tonight. Here we've got Paz, the man who used to sing Scotty Malone's song at the top of his voice with his hat <laughs> on, fist out, beard, junk. Look what you've done, Paz. Look what you've done, mate. Made him the player that he was tonight. We've got Cy Copland, the man who's can't wait for cricket season to come round, neither can <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, up the India, that was good the other day, wasn't it? But anyway, we're not a cricket podcast, we are football. And uh, wow, 
I, I was thinking today, prepared, and should we start with Watford? But no, let's start with Millwall. Uh, Phil, uh, I thought first half it wasn't too bad. We were getting B, obviously missed the penalty, bits and bats, but second half, mate, it, it turned like the weather just got worse, didn't it? Really poor. Yeah, we had a, we had a, quite a lot of possession, didn't we, obviously, throughout the game. But I think first half, we, we, we looked quite tidy with it. Um, there were a couple of couple opportunities that we that we the build up, especially down the left flank with uh, we mentioned obviously just, just before we came on with Aaron's it you know looked quite tidy and uh, quite promising that but it just generally got worse as the second half uh, came. Um, can we blame the pitch? Can we blame the can we blame the weather? Because I think I think the the, the speed of the play, I mean it is it's I hope he's not watching but it's nice to give him a big head at times. Matty Glennon kind of hit the nail on the head. It was too slow. You know, the, the, the movement of the ball was too slow. Um, I don't want to try to go into too much, but like, I, I, were the strikers playing? And it wasn't, and I don't think it was their fault because I think obviously, you know, it'd be nice when he sat at home if he had a bigger TV and a bigger angle of, a, of the lens to see the whole pitch. Um, I'm sure they were working hard and, and, and creating space, but the ball never got played into their feet. Never got played into think The centre half for Millwall must have had an absolute jolly up because everything was just in front of them, and, and they were never drawn into it, into a space, and creating space in behind. And it was just it was it was, it was poor, really. Once it second half. Pause. Do you think you should change the way you play then? So it was quite clear for, to me, kind of at sixty minute mark, what we were doing wasn't working, and it was getting yeah. slower and slower and more pedestrian, right to left to right. We were going round in circles, not getting anywhere. To do something different, play some sure. yeah, yeah, or close to Ward, bring Phillips on as a number nine and put some people around him and try win that second ball. But we never changed. It's, it's difficult. One. It's, it's difficult. One, because I can't imagine that a gaffer would would not tell the team to play the ball into feet into a striker. Um, the way that we play, obviously, it, it's it's a game where it is fast flowing. It's playing the ball quickly. And, and to do that and to get into wide areas, if you're going to play to feet, and obviously you've mentioned there, turn it over, but you've got to link in with your striker to create that space in behind. And that wasn't happening. So whether that's something, like you say, the manager wants them to do, try and move the ball wide and get it into wide areas, I'm not sure. But one thing that frustrates me is when we do get into the wide areas, I don't know if anyone's noticed this, but I keep picking up on it and it's really annoying me. When it gets to the wide man and it moves back into midfield, we seem to lose the ball every time. Mm-hmm. It seems to just be lost. Uh, I have no idea why, but there doesn't seem to be that kind of smooth motion of play to get it into the striker. And I do feel for the striker. I, I can't really say many times this year where I've seen the ball actually go, played into a striker, into a position where they can actually hold it. It's always a fight. It's always like a, maybe a bit of a second ball or a loose ball that, that um, Campbell's got to go and, and chase. And, and and maybe that's maybe that's something that, that I don't know, that, that needs to be looked at, but... Um, yeah, I agree. There's, there's no plan B. There's, there's nothing. It just seems to be the same side to side and, um, and, and no kind of rotation with the front man. Pause. Uh, first comment we've had is 48. Looked like Premier Season 2 to me. I think Matt Glennon kind of touched on that a little bit and it's hard to argue. I think another comment here, uh, only Nabisar wanted to play the ball forward. It just ground to a big halt, didn't it, mate? Last half an hour, we might as well have put the American uh, presidency thing on, mate, because it would have wasted time on it. <laughs> The thing is that you can only play forward if there's players in front of you willing 
to create space and get on the ball, which tonight a few times, as Phil said, if you've got a bigger telly, you can see pretty much everybody, but you know, a bigger angle. And you could see the midfield. When Tar had it on halfway line, you could actually see the midfield and there's no movement. So where's he going to go? Like, you know, Millwall were, they're just arm's length all throughout. They had the defence, the midfields, the strikers, and they just sort of marked space really, rather than sort of marking a man. And we didn't seem to make any sort of movement or attempt. I think, you know, Lewis O'Brien is probably a man who's looking, you know, to try to get onto the ball and, and, and take it on half turn and, and push forward with it. But he seems a, a shadow of his former self this, yeah, you know, this Poz, season. He's, uh, he's not doing. Poz, I thought O'Brien started well, obviously, you know, the penalty and what have you. You know, he were kind of. First half, he got forward well. It, it seemed to be second half. It just went. It were, they were yeah, just, just not. Again, yeah. Like you say, I know he's, he's cold and it's wet and that, but come on, we're not. You know, we're not under 10s playing on a Sunday morning. We're professional footballers. If it's cold, you, you get on with it, don't you? Do you know what I mean? It, it's, always, it's a bit of a shoddy excuse and it were cold. But we were Yorkshire Northern team supposed to be all right with stuff like that. And Millwall have come up from London and, and done us. Scott Malone, mate. Man City away. I slumped forgiving for him that day when I was absolutely steaming watching that game in Portugal. I just remembered looking. I thought, am I? Scott Malone's through here against Man City in last minute to keep us up. You know the rest. Tonight, it was just unbelievable, wasn't it, mate? Why, why him? And I mean, what that first goal talk us through it, man. I mean, you don't have to be an analyst. Nabisar, Oki Koki up. I think Keo just kind of looked and thought, shit, I've joined a club here that I'm not right good at defending. I don't think there's, I think there's only one of the team in there that's conceded more than us. And the weakness were there for all to see, wasn't it, in their goal? Yeah, um, he obviously takes the corner, kind of, um, and, then, and then breaks for him, and he hangs around at the back post. Not quite sure who's supposed to be picking him up there. I don't know if it's kind of one of the midfield men who should kind of track his running into the box. But Toffler's inside, I think, Maleko, who picked up a man inside, and he's just free. And it's not a bad finish, in fairness. Um, and you're thinking, crikey, it could be a long night. And, and I think from that point then, we, we get a bit better, actually. Once the goal's gone in, kind of 10 minutes pass, up to kind of 40-minute mark, I thought, we look the most like scoring. Danny Ward has a shot saved, which um, which was a good save, arguably kind of the best chance of the night for ourselves. Bakuna lashes one across the box. We kind of think, mm, is that a shot? Is it a cross? Could someone have got on the end of that? But that that aside, really, we didn't we didn't create much. And you're right, just come back on Scott Malone. Kind of um, didn't really hold down a place in a town shirt. Was kind of in and out quite quickly, wasn't it? But um, it was a beer kind of a sweet moment for him coming back to his old ground and taking away three points. Yeah, and I, my kind of thought process, reverse thinking, I'm thinking, well, we, we can seem to take the lead in so many of these games and balls it up. So let's do it differently this time. Let's come <laughs> back from behind. And obviously, Paul's the perfect chance. And I was saying to Phil just before we went on air, I don't know if it's a town thing. He, he's kind of reeled a couple of players off when he were there that, you know, could always rely on to score a penalty. But I don't know about you, but in my town supporting life, it, I don't seem to be confident with anyone ever taking penalties. There's no one. I don't know if it's just a nervous thing because we're proper town fans, but just like Bakuna, the other match, uh, I forgot where it was, when he, when he missed, but tonight, I don't know about you, I thought, I just want confidence all that it's score. Strange, isn't it? Because in, in shootouts, we generally do all right, you know. As long as yeah. we're at Wembley and there's promotion at stake, we're all right. But gen- I know what you mean. We do seem to miss, you know, I know penalties are missed more... Uh, these days and what they used to be but you've you just got a bit target and he's obviously just gone for raw power and, and just you know got it a little bit too high I think Glennon said 30 centimetres lower and that goes in and everyone's saying what, what a great penalty it is but 
you know, when you've gone one nil down and it's a chance to get back into the game within what, what five, ten minutes or so, you've you've got to take that opportunity there. And something like that as well, when you're on a bit of a losing streak anyway, that can just knock a lot of wind out of your sails automatically, something like that. And you know, Campbell's an experienced player and you've got to at least hit target. If keeper saves a penalty, you say, Well, do you know what? Decent save, but to you know, to not even hit target in that sort of situation as well. It is, it is disappointing. It's a, it's a disappointing miss there. Wasn't it disappointing, Phil? Because I don't know about you, but when I saw Campbell and Ward kind of there, obviously we don't know. I wasn't kind of sure, you know, we were going to line up, but I thought, okay, you know, not kind of getting a bit excited, but he never really materialised and Ward were kind of more wide and, yeah, he had that opportunity there, side that you mentioned, but after, pretty much he was anonymous all evening and, yeah. It was strange, it was strange, wasn't it? It was strange how it worked. It, it, First half and second half, it didn't really seem to go down the, the right-hand side. Uh, and, and everything just seemed to rotate around Toffolo and, and Aaron's on the left. And, and maybe it was a little bit obvious for, for Millwall. Uh, Pippa, for me, until last 20 minutes of the second half, we never really see kind of like a, a positive run forward. It was very deep. And, and, and the way that Millwall played, they, they weren't really threatening, you know, if... If, if they won the ball back, it wasn't really a counter. It was it was all very slow. And, and I, st- I just think we, we had too many people. I mean, Matt picked up on it perfectly. The amount of times that we saw Lewis O'Brien in, in a full-back position picking up, uh, I don't know whether it was a winger or, or a running midfielder, that those players should just be passed on. We've got enough players at the back. We had, I think he mentioned there were seven players and, and, and three um, players from Millwall. So seven of ours to three players in Millwall. That should be happening. We should be braver. We should be braver at home to keep players higher up the pitch, um, and, and obviously put a little bit more pressure on them. So, yeah, I was very surprised that obviously we didn't make use of the two two lads up front and and try and get a few more balls into the box and get the ball forward a bit quicker. But obviously, it didn't materialise that way, did it? No, it's a style of player that seems to have disappeared for me though. If if you didn't notice Field Town that was the first match you'd watched, and after that, well, you'd probably never watch again, would you? But uh, if someone said to you, "What is the style of player that Field Town have played tonight?" You, the the one one was it was just non-existent. And to compare that to our early season, you know, look how buzzing we were when we were, you know, when we were starting off first, you know, six or seven games. You could see, you could see there were a plan. It didn't always work, but. At least you could see what they were trying to do. Whereas tonight, it were it was just like watching, you know, football under Cowley's, which everybody used to be moan, you know, oh, it's sideways and then back to the fullback, back to the centre half, we'll pop it forward, pop it back. It was very, very safe. And uh, I think, like I said at the start, you've got to mix it up. It's 70 minutes in and you've had one shot on target, you know, like you said, Danny Ward. I think that was last time Millwall keeper actually touch ball someone's commented on YouTube whether or not that's an actual fact or just said in jest but wouldn't surprise me if it were true because I can't remember another shot after that apart from uh, you know dead balls and that sort of stuff but it mix it up a little bit five to go bang Nabisar up front and just launch it to him and just see what happens pack the box I say it many many times in football but just cause a little bit of chaos cause a little bit of confusion do something different there were none of it. It's really, it's baffling, really. I mean, Carlos sort of seemed to storm off down end now, whether or not he's giving instruction to his players that they've not then carried out. You know, that's for, you know, to, to come out in interviews I've not seen all afterwards, but he didn't look right happy. Um, and, you know, maybe they do need a bit of a rocket up their ass because that tonight just wasn't good enough. I'm not, been, sorry, I've not been on for a while, but I, and, and I'm not sure everyone's feelings regarding Carol Lighting, but for me, it shows a, a big difference when someone as creative as him, who, who can play the little balls around the corner and, and look to play forward quickly. Um, when you don't have those kind of players on the pitch, 
it, it can make a big difference. Bakuna, we can talk about him again as much as you want, but he gives the ball away so easily. And it's so slow and labour, just it's not moving quick at all. And I think that you miss that. Bring uh, Emil Rowe back. Oh, mate, That's we're right going to talk about him later. Phil, he's on my yeah. agenda. Should but... bring him back? Oh, Should man. Chilwell want to come back and help us out again. Yeah, Chilwell, mate, as well. He, yeah, Chelsea are on free fall. They want to come <laughs> yeah. back. Confidence, man. Yeah. Be right. happy to I think the worrying thing for kind of old, I could accept the defeat against Reading because they're a good side, you know, and they look good on the day. Carlisle... Carlisle, God, uh, Plymouth, yeah, look at the team, mix and match and stuff, and we kind of give it a good shot. Watford, top team, no problems with that on Saturday. Well, I thought Millwall were crap, mate, and they, they were one in 16, I think, something like that, and I just feel like we've lost to such a poor side tonight. It's very difficult to kind of pick up any positives where I could probably give you the positives for the three games that we lost that I mentioned before. Do you agree? Yeah, I do agree, mate. I mean, there were a couple of positives, um, albeit slight ones. I thought Aaron's looked good. Say I'm playing much football. Um, I've kind of been maybe a bit cynical around, around his signing, given what he's done in the past, but um, showed quite a bit of desire, I thought. Kind of tracked back quite well. Clearly got a bit of a turn of pace, so kind of keen to see what's more to come of him. Um, I thought young Pat Jones looked all right when he came on, kind of turned of pace again. Um, don't think he's at this level just yet, but but for someone who's 17, he could be a player there. Looks a player, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And kind of, um, but but you don't want to ruin him before he started, so to speak. Um, and I thought the referee had an half decent game as well, actually. But that's probably where I'd draw the line. Yeah, agree with your sentiment, Cosie. Watford, um, that squads are superior for this league and it should be near the top. You'll imagine they'll be either in the automatics or the. Um, playoff spots. I think uh, Plymouth share, share your view. Kind of spoke. I think before we came on around how um, it was a very very different squad for us that we put out that day. But you look at the fixtures to come now. I think we've got Bristol City up next, and you're starting to think where's the next point going to come it's from? Good, Bristol man. City away. Well, they've been a bit hit and miss, but again, kind of play like they have done tonight. Not Someone messaged the next three games at Arsenal. So you're looking at Luton and Wickham away as, as kind yeah. of games where you must get something from. So um, yeah. it's quite. Uh, it's quite a change from where we were a few weeks back, but, but that's the nature of the championship, I guess. Pause. Someone's put a message here, James. Uh, James Garner's Carlos lost his bottle when it comes to his style of play. We were good to watch whether we won or lost at the start of the season, but it, or is it because of the injuries? I do, I do, I do genuinely believe there is something in that. Yeah, you can't if you're trying to embed a brand new style of football into a club. You know, you've got to remember it's only it's not even you know it's not been here that long. And to have to constantly chop and change his team as, as often as he has done injuries and out of games, fatiguing players and stuff like that. It must be it must be difficult to try and, you know, get that style of play. Um it's a high intensity style of play. Um, there's players that are, you know, you look at these some of these young players that are coming in and how often will they be sort of training, you know, obviously they're in first team squad, but have they been there right from the start, you know? So I, I get the I can kind of understand why the style of play might not have developed as, as much as we... There's one thing for me on that pause, which, which is in, in them first seven games, people didn't know how we were going to play. Teams didn't know how to set up against us. They'd seen very little of Huddersfield Town. We're now halfway into the season and analysts and coaches will have watched lots of games, will have watched our patterns and, and presumably set up to defend against those. And that's where we need something different, something kind of alternative... Is it a diagonal ball? Is it something up to number nine, a plan B? For me, anyway, at least, to, to kind of try and counteract that. Um, sorry, mate. No, I think, I think you're right, Sorry, I think it were, 
even as early as Birmingham, uh, Birmingham away, the, the our main sort of threat very early on seemed to be uh, Tuffalo and Pieper. I remember sort of joking on here that you know as most attacking players are as fullbacks, which is you know not often the case uh, in football. Um, but I remember the Birmingham sort of nullified you know Pieper and Tuffalo, and then we sort of struggled even back then with with trying to break them you know break a team down and. I mentioned earlier lack of creativity. Millwall, they didn't need to play well today. They got the goal early on and they were quite happy just to let us have the ball because there were literally no one. I think Benza came on on 60 minutes and I don't even recall him having a run-down win. I don't think he took anybody on. I don't think he made any difference whatsoever. Um, Pritchard, you know, he's a creative type of player. Absolutely pointless, absolutely useless. There's no one on that pitch at the moment where I think, do you know what, if he gets that ball now, something might happen, albeit... A pass, you know, taking someone on. Do you know what? If Dia Gabby played, at least it might be a little bit more entertaining to watch because you don't know what's going to happen, do you? Um, no. But do you know no. what I mean? Though normally you've got a couple of players in your squad that you think, right, get it, get it out to Unbenza, let him have a run at full back two or three times, three, four, five, get some crosses into the box, and tonight that it was just not, absolutely non-existent, you know. The first half, twenty minutes aside, you know, it would it would just boring. It would poor to watch. I think there's a, there's comments coming in on YouTube. I think it's Andy Andy Shutter, long long standing town fan, and just simply losing interest. Now I know it's difficult when you can't go as well, but you know, I joked on on what's that group with my mates that how many people would have still been in that ground tonight on eighty six minutes? Mm-hmm. You know, you might have with weather and that you'd have been lucky to get sixteen thousand there anyway. You'd be lucky to have sixteen hundred there at final whistle with that tonight. Phil, interesting one here from Pontitelli, and I think this is a feeling of a few town fans. Just look at the subs Millwall brought on compared to ours. Embarrassing, really. It's so true, isn't it? I mean, they're, what, 16th in the league, you know, bringing experienced players on fresh legs, pros. We are where we are with everything, but it, it is embarrassing, mate. He's right, isn't it? Yeah, I could believe the um, the subs that they actually had on. Obviously, young lad Parrot as well from Tottenham, who was, uh, who was highly rated. Um, always does well on Football Manager. Um, but we... <laughs> We've uh, we've got a lot of uh, we've got a lot of injuries, so you know it's you know there's there's a fair few injuries that we've got, and, and when you look at it, if if they're back and, and fit, we we do have a decent bench. You know, it's it's not a yeah. I've said this before. You always look at someone else's bench and think, oh god, yeah, they've got some players. We still have if if we have our full squad, we've still got some some good players to come onto that pitch and make a difference at the moment. I think, like I say, the signings that he's made are, are, are quite positive. Uh, lad from Ireland and. Uh, Aaron's obviously they're going to end up bolster the wide areas and I, I do think we've got a little bit there and you know I'd much rather have a young lad on the bench who's, uh, who's going to be up and coming and give him a chance than, than someone who's a bit of a journeyman and, and, and been there done that um, but that's just my preference you know yeah. a lot of fans are different they, they want to see big names they want it's to see someone point, who, you know we've, we've been banging about Pritchard for bloody pod after pod and yeah. you know obviously they've done nothing but the Akabe's you kind of Target you know, them, yeah. yeah. You look at you, you, you. You're a flat a fan of another team, and you look on our bench and you see Pritchard's name, and you think, oh yeah, player. Yeah. You know, he's, a, yeah. you know, we know differently um, from his performances and what he's given us. So for me, I, I don't really look into that. I don't think it's something that you need to look at. What did Zahor do when he came on today? You know, he didn't, he didn't do anything. He didn't make a difference. He didn't make a difference to the game. We, we even took a, a centre half away because we were that comfortable. So um, I don't really read into that. I just think it's. We've got a you know a bit of an injury um, a bit of an injury list and, it, and it's not helping. But you know it, the proof in the pudding will come when everyone's fit and, and who can you bring on to, to make a difference in a game? And, and you look if you bring Corona back, then obviously one of these wingers who played today would be coming on and, and you'd fancy them to make a difference. 
um, yeah. as it was. Benza did nothing tonight when he came on. It was, you know, a couple of set pieces, that were it. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't know whether they fancied it with where they're all no. not fully fit, but... He got tackled at one point and, and I'm sure it was him and it looked like he went down and I thought, oh, you won't be staying down on that piece tonight. <laughs> you were getting straight back up and he did, he was straight back up. Coromas, if, if I'd have said this in August, you'd have said, you're talking even more crap than normal, Cosmala, but if I'd have said just Coroma would be a huge miss for the still town in August, you'd have laughed your head off and yeah. he's such a miss, isn't it, for us? And he's yeah. because he gives us that threat. He can add goals to him and take guys on it. He's such a miss. I'd say, I mean, let's be honest, the start of the season, he was still finding his feet, Carlos. The, the window still won kind of there. I think this is the first big, I don't, I don't like put pressure on him because you know what football's like, four wins, you're the best ones, you fall, defeats you, the worst. But this is a big, probably the first bit of pressure, really, isn't it, that Carlos has been under. And he looks like a man who lives and kicks every ball, doesn't he? He looks, mm. when you look at him, I just get worried for his health, me. I just thinking, mate, you're not going to last till you're <laughs> 50 at this rate if you kind of just. Effective kind of by it is, but I think this is for the first time the fans will be thinking because someone's had a little pop at me, and I get that because I'm not a big Cowley fan. But apparently, Cowley's points per game is better than Carlos's at the moment. But I, I mean, you could argue that we didn't probably see the best of Danny Cowley, but I still don't not think we've seen the best of Carlos. And but tonight's football, what a step back though, positive. But like I mentioned it before, like on your Sky Remote controller, like you, you were pressing slow mo back minus 16 on it, and it just. <laughs> But I suppose we've got to try and move on. And Richard Keogh's come in, which, again, another one who's divided the fan base, really. I think probably a lot of it is to do with his, shall we say, misdemeanours. He's divided, he divided he me over. He's divided me over. me because I thought, I think it's all right. <laughs> he, 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 he's actually divided myself over two, over two nights. <laughs> I, I, looked, I looked at the sign, I was like, what an absolute shambles that is. Um, and but then when you when you see him on the pitch tonight, and, and obviously you know it, with the injury list that we've got at the moment, it's a good signing. You know, hey, he's an experienced player. If you would be would you have brought him in? I have no idea. I really have no idea. I, I just I, for, for me, like for, <laughs> insight, man. For, for, for me, well, it, I think you, you, there's there's a little bit of background info in this, so like. Within the game, you generally get to know what players are like. So, so they'll have their heads up in terms of what he's like as a character. Um, everybody makes mistakes. It's, uh, you know, it's easy to, to say, oh, yeah, well, we shouldn't bring him in because he's done this and that. People outside of football have done stupid things. They do it all the time. I go down to my local booze and you listen to people talking about what they've been up to. In fact, with a footballer, everyone would be saying they're the absolutely horrible person and this and that. So it, people have opinions. Um, you know, he's... he's He's had a decent career. He's a, he's a decent player, but I mean, I I'm one of those people that, that thought it straight away, like what a bad signing, you know, look what he's done, blah blah blah. Well, you know, it's end of day, people do do silly things, don't they? Um, you know, you what's, know what? what's, he doing, what's he going to do now for us? I think it's one of them, Phil. Like you say, you, you see the name Richard Keogh, and you 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 heard all the pre-talk for the season. You know, we're going to invest in youth. We're going to do this. We're going to bring players through. We're looking at young players. Then you think, I don't know, sound what thirty-four-year-old centre half mm. uh, that don't fit in. And immediately you sort of think, wow, that that's crap. Is that what's the point? But yeah. if you take a step back and actually look at the situation that we're in, for me, it's it's not a good sign. It's not a bad sign. It's understandable signings. I would describe mm. it. You know, we've got injuries, we've got Elphick out, we've got Stearman out, we've got Schindler out, we're relying on Saar, uh, Critchlow, Edmunds Green. You know, Carlos has come out tonight and said that, you know, he's not playing Critchlow because he didn't want to do long-term damage by playing so many games. So if you take away that, who, who are we going to play at centre-half tonight? Yeah, you know, you don't sign Keogh, who are we going to get? 
he's we obviously only want it as a short term thing. So a lot, of, you know, I put it on Twitter after it might say it's a decent thing, and wow, you know, my inbox blew up with people calling me all sorts. It was pretty funny actually. To be oh, fair, good debate, but. I think you were give, them, give, me give, it, thoughts, but... give us some examples. What have you been called? <laughs> I'll, I'll forward okay. you along. <laughs> uh, but for me, you've got to you've got to look at the situation. If Town are only wanting a player for six months, not many players are going to want to move club now just for six months. Bearing in mind COVID, they're going to be looking at eighteen month contracts. You know, Phil, for example, if you wanted to move as a player now, you'd be thinking, you know what? I might only have a bit left on my contract here, so wherever I go, I want at least 18 months because I want this, I want the rest of this season, next season. You know, I've seen players like, why don't we go get so-and-so? Why don't we go get this player? Why don't we go get that player? People spend too much time playing FIFA and Football Manager where you just log on and you just go, right, I love him, I love him, I love him. And in football, it doesn't work. For a start, you've got, to, you've got to have a player that wants to come to you. You know, Keo, for all we know, might have been six on the list of you know, 200 players that we've identified and we've gone for number one and they've gone, you know what, I don't fancy it. And we've worked his way down and, you know, there'll be players on, on a decent amount of money elsewhere. And I do, I think to get someone in like that, he played, I think, 40 plus games at Derby, or, you know, for five seasons in a row. People are always crap, he's crap when he played for us last time. It was 14 years ago when he played for us last time. You know, players improve over time. You don't play 40 plus games. Over there. Five seasons in a row for a, you know, Derby were generally at top if, if you're not a decent player. I, I think, I think no, the report of 250,000 is probably a little bit too much uh, for my money. Uh, How much? I think that's a lot of money. That's what I've seen it quoted at 250,000. So, you know, for did six we get months, any money for uh, Did we get any money for Haber? If we have and it's offset that, then for me that'd be a, a decent swap. If we've got rid of Aimer and brought Keo in and we're no worse off financially, then you know. For me, I mean, one of the things for me for, for Keo is he's coming, he's coming from a lower club and he's, he's wanting to come back up into the championship and prove himself. It's it's not a job drop down and, and have a bit of a jolly up and take a bit of money. He's actually wanting to prove himself and yeah. and to play at a higher level again. So so at least that's that's a positive. This is a really good comment here. I, I like he made me laugh. At the moment, we're like a donut. Absolutely nothing in the middle. How much we miss organising. It's so true that, isn't it? And I agree. My first, yeah. you mentioned it, Phil, but my first kind of view when he left, because some people said, well, he dipped and what have you. Okay, maybe he had, and it'd have been interesting to see if he'd come again. A playmaker. I don't see where the conductor of the orchestra is. We've said, we've, the we've said this before, and, and, and when uh, Wagner were here, and, and now with this, this style of play, you need someone in the middle who can get on the half turn and drive and play. Look what uh, O'Brien did today when he created that chance at the start. And, and to be fair, Bakuna should have just side-footed it instead of trying to smack it with his laces. Almost impossible to hit it in that way. But he's on the half turn and turning and playing. You know, we need players like that to be able to, to you know, to carry the ball for us. And, you know, Izzy Brown did it for us. I don't want to bring him back, but Izzy Brown did it for us. Casey Power did it for us. Um, I team was doing it, but in terms of moving the ball quicker, not not so much running with it. These kind of players are really important in the formation as, as we're playing now, and we don't seem to have that kind of player in there. I think O'Brien's probably the closest that you can probably get in terms of his low centre of gravity, being able to turn and spin a player. But for me, this is it's, this is now a <laughs> we've gone from we need some players out from out wide to help us a little bit. Now we've gone to, we're going to do it all year that way. Now we need someone who's played <laughs> yeah. it all. We need someone who can, you know, Pritchard should be that player. How many times do we say it? Oh, should man. be that player that can get in the pocket, turn and drive at players. And, and we're not getting that from him. So so now that's our new signing. We need one. Oh, Does anybody know of one? 
he's linked in with QPR, Birmingham, and tell me that third team that's been in with, it wasn't Derby, was it? Or someone else, but you just... I said to Logan Duck, I think. Yeah. Uh, I said to my dad last night, my dad mentioned that, and I said, you watch. I said, he's going to absolutely smash it. He'll rock up to us. A place like QPR, it's always one of those clubs who'll rock up somewhere like that, and yeah. it'll have to be an absolute genius. Josh Jennings has said we should embrace the roller coaster side. He's right, isn't it? I think I've been, I'm still embracing it, and I don't, I'm not worried because we've got a good cushion and I yeah. still will be comfy, but I just think it's this. I think it's just, I was one in the, for the cup, I were one that nailed my colours to the mask, not too bothered, etc., etc. Didn't sound like we had much choice for the team, but I think just on that four kind of defeats in a row and what have you, it just, there's a bit of pressure kind of on now, isn't there? And that's well, Carlos, but there'll be no one. He's, the trouble is, he's such a novice of a, of a coach. He's learning the game as well, isn't he? And it's got to be so much different when you're on your own. Obviously, he's been under some high-profile guys. He's got to work it out as well, hasn't he? And obviously, everyone's a manager out there on watching on iFollow and on at the sidelines. But it's, I think we forget that he's learning. It's a lot of inexperience all over the club at the moment for me, whether it be on the pitch or off the pitch. And you're going to get this, aren't you? Yeah, I think it's showing a little bit. There's ups and downs. I think you need to take tonight's game in isolation a little bit. Um, if we have three or four more of these bad performances, then you start to perhaps come to some different conclusions. But I think given some of the football we've seen this season and some of the highlights and some of the goals, you need to cut people a little bit slack. And as much as I've kind of just criticised tonight's performance, and I don't think anyone can credibly say it was, it was good enough and, and aggressive enough. I think... The performance against Bristol City next up could be very, very different. And we could be having quite a different kind of conversation and chat around that game afterwards. So wouldn't want us to kind of panic just yet. I think kind of a lot of us would have bitten our hands off at the start of the season to be where we are in the table. Um, the championship will be a topsy-turvy league. We'll win some, we'll lose some between now and the end. For me, it's, it's still around next season and kind of the squad we get in place for next year. Um to hit the ground running, really. And I think we've seen some steps towards that with people like Aaron's coming in. I'm a little bit on the other side of the fence around Keogh. I think, for me, personally, we needed a right-sided centre-half. Critchlow and Sarkat played together. They're both left-footed. Um, and with Edmunds Green potentially out for a little while as well, I think it was the right signing in that respect. I'm just not necessarily convinced it was the right person for me. And take your point, Phil, definitely about, kind of, with all the mistakes you have. But... At the same time, I think for me, I want my football club to um, represent kind of, what am I trying to say? I think I want the football club to kind of represent values and stuff. And, and I'm not sure it really has done with that signing. Next. No, there's no morals in football, though, is there? We've yeah. signed Danny Simpson last year, who, you know, no one, no one seems to be up in arms about his previous. You know, we've had Adam Amel at club who, you know, beat up a paramedic. We've had. People like Darren Bullock and Ronnie Jepson who have had run-ins. I know it was probably a little bit of a different time there, but some people sort of use that as a reason just to have a go at, at, at club. And bear in mind, I know, yeah, right, what I did were, were obviously really wrong, but, you know, as Phil says, there's, there's, there's people calling him out for that that have probably done, you know... Yeah, I've got a... Uh, ...wheel of a car and done done worse without actually getting caught. And, what did Keogh actually do? At, ...at some points, but... What did he actually you know, do, Keogh? Uh, you were passenger only drink driving. Wait, Lawrence, was, was, was driving? Yeah, that other guy who played at night at Millwall. Were Keogh, were Keogh the passenger? Yeah. yeah so, he just, so, he was, so he was drunk and sat in a car 
But Philly, oh, he got sacked by kid. Derby, and it sounds like today a story broke, hasn't it, that he's going to be winning the case against him and getting £2 million. Pounds, so yeah. He's good, yeah, he's had a good few days, Richard Kill. <laughs> That's probably why he's only taken a six-month deal at town, because as yeah. soon as that drops in his bank account... <laughs> Jonathan Crookshank says that we're, rumour we're in for Barry Bannon. I, I can't, well, that would be sensational, but I don't know. Uh, Straight swap for writing. Oh, man. Very similar well, players, aren't they? I've been dying to get you on, and we've got to touch on Watford. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. I reckon there's a billion of town fans WhatsApp groups on Saturday, approximately what's the time? A bit twenty past four. What the f Schofield? What you doing? What is he doing? Etc. If ours is groups, anything go by. Mate, you've been there. You've done it. You've won a t-shirt. I suppose. A, do you have the sympathy? Because that were your job, or are you as as frustrated as we are? I bet you must have sympathy, mate, for that. Well, the, the past back. Just for the whole scenario, really, just being an yeah. It, it, I, I was I was surprised really because I think he's he's really lively uh, behind the back phone and he just looked a little bit flat footed to me. That 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 was my kind of. I've not really looked at it in too much detail. It looked a, a decent enough pass. Um, he just looked a little bit flat footed, but you know, it's one. Of, it's just one of those, isn't it? You know, it's. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't really hold it against him. It is. We've said this a number of times, you know, how many touches he had with his feet tonight, you know, they're comfortable in playing it back to him. And, and I think that's a credit to him that, that, that they are, even in positions such as that, they're happy just to play, play it back. But I think for me personally, it looked a genuine mistake and um, it just looked a little bit flat. It, it looked really deep on his line. Um, he seemed to not move. It was almost like he was looking yeah. there and then thought, yeah, yeah. ball's yeah. coming to me. You know that? Yeah. If he's looking for a pass, if it, you know, but he's like one step ahead. He yeah. goes, if it comes back to me, I'm going to do this. Yeah, definitely. By the time he realised it were on its way because, you know, as a joke before, I, I didn't watch it on Saturday because I was were, I were decorating. Uh, and I saw a goal, you know, on Quest on Sunday morning and went, but I knew he'd made a mistake, but I'd not seen it. I'd not heard out about it. So I presumed it were an handling error or, you know, something of that nature. And then, so the ball's rolling back to him and I'm thinking, yeah, is he going to move? What, what is someone holding on to him? What's going to happen? And then all of a sudden it's in net and it were, it were, it were a really, it was like he zoned out for yeah. 10 seconds or so. Whether or not, you know. But I don't know if you lot are looking, you lot might look, not look in the same way, but I look at tonight, I look at his performance tonight and he wanted to get on the ball again. That's brilliant for me. That, I'm, I, that That's, you know, that, that I'll take more out of that than the mistake that he made. We weren't going to win on, on Saturday, but I take that that now he's, he's, he's still confident in trying to get hold of it and, and he's still trying to ping those little diags and, and play little, you know, five-yard passes to his centre half. So, 
That Watford game at home, you could argue with saves there, got us a win. So, you know, yeah, the yeah. Out, Young players, they're going to make mistakes. Something that's as simple yeah. as yeah. Yeah. They're young yeah. players, they make mistakes. It's not kind of rocket science. It don't matter now because he stayed on the pitch and he scored the winner last night against Barnsley. But what were your view on Troy Deeney's uh, assault on Bakuna? Because a lot of town fans, and I get it, because Bakuna loves a bit of theatrics and... But to me, it didn't matter who, whether it was Bakuna or Weber, Johnny Ogg. For me, that was that's in Premier League, that's a red, I think. Do you know what? If you're looking back on slow motion, the way that it comes in, he means that as well. That's not a yeah, mistimed tackle. That's a I obviously I don't know what happened just prior to that. I didn't know I don't know if he's miscontrolled it or whatever, but the way that he comes across and swings his leg there, that's intentional to to maybe to win the ball, but it's intentional to put a strong Tackling on Bakuna there for me, and, and as you say, because it's that in Prem, that's a straight red. Is that it's from behind, isn't it? It's, it's from behind and kind of to the side. It's an naughty, it's a naughty tackle. But Bakuna's Bakuna's naughty in himself because he always plays that late pass. He always leaves yeah, it really late, really. and then waits and kind of draws the tackling and then touches it, and then there's, they always brings in a tackle. Um, I thought it was naughty. Yellow card for me um, was bad, was bad, but I'm not quite sure. It's a red. Personally, don't like the bloke though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind him. I think he's all right. The thing is, did he have a bit of talk spot? Didn't he? Did they mention it on there? I know you listened to. Oh, he did overnight. He did overtime when we beat him at home, and he got his man yeah. didn't he? And that he couldn't wait to get on there. I'm going to set guys. I can just steal something here. USC. It's not the American <laughs> election. USC. You. I'm going to set Joe Biden. No. Dwayne Holmes spotted in Marston's or whatever, and. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like it's happening, doesn't it? I mean, <laughs> today, I think it, Matt Glennon referred to it, or, well, it. I don't know if it was Johnny on Radio Leeds, but he said there's some haggling between the clubs. So the people, it's interesting, isn't it? Because Radio Derby got it spot on, didn't it? With uh, obviously Keogh, and it sounds like pretty much this is going to happen. It's just a matter of who's game of chess. But my first thoughts were if we get him back, he's obviously a better player than when he left. But he played a lot of time at fullback for Derby, but he's kind of been playing, hasn't he, kind of just behind the, the strikers. I suppose the big question is, could he replace Iting? Would he be a good signing? I'll throw it out to you guys. What do you think? Should you go back, even? We love it. Funny, <laughs> funny one. Yeah. It seems a bit of a middle ground, you know, between yeah. experience and youth. I, I actually had a look, and he's only 26. That, that shocked me, did that? And I thought, did he play for us when he was like 12 or something? Because I thought he was older than 26, but... 83 games for Derby, scored six. Um, he's only scored 18 in his full career, so you could argue he's... You know, this worker's pause on it. Oh, you know me, Carl. You know, I did it in the second half. Stunt passing, mate. What's his passing? <laughs> <laughs> he's a funny one. You know, he's, he's obviously from Huddersfield. Uh, is it similar to Ward, where an agent's come to us rather than us going to a player. You know, he's not getting paid at Derby, looking at, you know, what's going on there. There's financial trouble. Is it a, is it an easy get-out coming back to town for him? I don't know. Have we gone, would we scout someone like that? It's a comfy know. signing, doesn't it? But, I don't know. It's He'd definitely add something, wouldn't he? Because he's got that energy and enthusiasm, which I think it'd fit well into Carlos and this kind of new brand of football, maybe not tonight, but we're trying to do. But, I don't know. It's, I don't is it is it, a, is it a, where where we're at at the moment as as a fan base or as a club where we're we're still undecided about a player such as Dwayne? I mean, he's a good player. He's he's yeah. you know he's had some good performances at Derby, 
Um, he's, he's gone away from Huddersfield and he's, he's massively improved. Um, but, you know, is that the kind of... We've gone from wanting an Aaron Moy to a Dwayne Holmes. Um, is that, you know, is it that's where we're at at the moment? So if, if that is where they're at and it's kind of like a rebuilding, we need numbers. We obviously, you know, need players in, in those kind of positions. So maybe it's, you know, he's, he's done well at this level. He's been proven to, to do well at this level. Uh, my first question was the fact that we're signing a player from a team below us who doesn't play regularly for that team. Um, and that's what I would, you know, that's what I would look at straight away. But um, I don't know. Obviously, the, it's, it's down to the to the people who are bringing these players in. To, and again, we, we hope to, to trust in their judgment. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd have confidence in Dwayne Holmes in the squad. I think he would be a good body to have around, a good option off the bench. What makes me nervous is suddenly Dwayne Holmes is playing number 10 week in, week out, and there's suddenly quite high expectations of him. I'm not sure he's at that level. I think he's, he's a good option to have, particularly when we're playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. But it does make me slightly nervous that, that what kind of he's potentially going to be asked to do. Um, and is he's it, is it, shoes. And, and is, is he taking a, a clear spot there on a bench or, or a position in the team away from these young kids who we're hoping to develop, who, who we're spending a lot of time and, and effort on to, to try and mould into a way that we want them to play? It sounds like... <laughs> No, my idea the last two games, and that, that's really surprised me. Do you think a signing like I don't know? Maybe this is just me, maybe looking into it or thinking about it a little bit too much. But a lot of clubs now use they just use data to look at players, so it'll be a presumably a data program. But and they'll put in and they'll filter out. You know, I want a player who's done this. Also, done that, the point at the moment is Huddersfield Town X. Yeah, click, tick. Is he brown? You know what I mean, though, because he's one of them. Dwayne Holmes is one of them players that makes me wonder: would who, who's watched him for a period of time and thought that's we need someone mm. like Dwayne Holmes, or is it a case of I'll tap a few filters into a computer and I, we need a, a number ten who can who's made X number of passes and had X number of shots, and basically it just gives you a list of players because I can't really see town. Looking at someone like Dwayne Holmes as an individual, you know what what's he done to be brought to the attention of the club? Well, Lee Oates uh, reckons that Corbyn were tracking him at Leeds by all accounts. Uh, Thomas Bradshaw, Holmes is a low qual- and mid-table Championship quality player. Doesn't make me excited. He's a good squad player at this level, so he, he's, he's he's a good kid as well. So he's he's well liked. Um, he's a great character. I do know that. So. Uh, maybe that's another part. I know you positive mentioned about like the that you're right. It's into a computer. Let's let's try and find these stats, etc. But a big part also is looking at that character of a player, and and obviously maybe that that might be a key aspect of, of why they want to bring him in. Uh, but feel lad and, and and good in and around the changing rooms as well. Eight hundred and fifty grand. That's how much? Eight hundred and fifty grand. I mean, obviously you don't know if or what have you, but it's a bit of money. I don't know how long he's got left at Derby, but. I suppose it's going to be a big turnaround there anyway, Rooney, and he's getting his own guys in and stuff like that as well. But it's weird, isn't it? Because all of a sudden we were kind of wondering what we were going to get in and we haven't really mentioned Rolando Aaron's uh, is coming. And I think it's impressive that he's kind of coming and played straight away because he hasn't played much football for a long time. So he must have no one else to play, because he? Yeah, well, <laughs> there is that fitness levels and stuff as well. But he does, he does seem to have kind of a bit of swag and something about him. So kind of hoping that for the big thing. I think when you look at the season and all where it kind of is now, it's famous last words. I mean, someone 
tonight mentioned Hull City because obviously remember them in January last year and I don't think to me I think there's a lot more more live sound there. effects as well they did sell the best two players though Phil didn't they last year in yeah. January though so that didn't makes help. a massive difference yeah it makes a massive difference but yeah. again you, we, we could argue the fact that we've lost you know Coroma's been a, a game changer for us we've lost some you know some game changers here that have made a difference if, I was thinking about this behind I know it's going back to the game but if if we had a Coroma on the pitch tonight and we, and we won 1-0, what, what would we be saying about this performance? Because I sat there and it was comfortable again. I sat and I was were, I were kind of like just chatting to me young and it was just a comfortable... I never felt once like we were going to concede. Um, yeah. So are we happy to watch a performance like that and nick a win, you know, score a goal 1-0? What's, what's the feedback then? Oh, yeah, we're a good performance. Or would no, we still say the same? I think, you've got to, I think you've got to look at Millwall there though, Phil. They were... You know, they were just happy for us to. Oh yeah, uh, I agree. Really but, but do you know what I mean? If yeah, you yeah, to yeah. their game plan change, but I, I appreciate what you're saying. If if that's one nil to us on that performance, you come away and say sorry. Yeah, I think it's. I think you make a good point, mate. Because I've said it before. I know a few of the games were thrown back at me, but when we win, we play really well. We score sexy goals. I don't see the evidence. I know it's timing no. it in a work pitch <laughs> against Millwall on a Wednesday night in January, what have you, but I still think there's that bit to whether whether that can come high up, it does. Because I think when you think of that promotion season, them are the things you just need to grind out, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously they got the first goal, but we've seen a lot of times in the last two months we've had the first goal and it's we've lost this way, haven't we? Mm. But Jonathan Ogg, I mentioned him before, but he's such a miss for us. He's 32 years old, 33 soon. All right, he's probably past his peak, but man, he's I just don't know when other oh, what, what, what would he what would he have made different tonight in that game, okay? For the way he plays. What what would he have changed? Because I, I thought Vallejo Vallejo I thought it would be decent. Yeah. I don't know, Phil, it's almost like it's a showing at more people, that's what it is. Yeah. It's almost like that assurance for I don't know, sometimes when you Is it for you? Is it just to make you feel better? <laughs> I just like on yeah, pitch, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> well, to me, Alex Fleckler did a good job, but did we need three centre halves at certain times? It was very deep. Um, again, we kind of recycled the possession really well. It looked really attractive, but it was no end product. And I kind of sat there thinking, particularly at 70 minutes, take him off and put some more attacking minds on and just let your two centre halves do that job. And it's a bit of a gamble at this stage in the game, but mm. we've got nothing to lose. And I was like, or push him further forward. He didn't do all wrong, and I don't think Hoggy would have done much better. But but for me at that point, that's when the tactics needed to change. I thought second half. Yeah, I thought yeah, first yeah. half it looked really, really, really comfortable. I thought second half it should have been changed straight away. I'm surprised it didn't. To be honest, but we should have. We could have. We had opportunity to push people further forward, and we just didn't. Um, well, that's slightly worrying for a manager not to be able to see that, um, or whether it just like you say that's his plan A and he sticks to it, and, and we don't change. So, what's your view on all the injuries at the moment? Is it you often see people throwing stuff about the training sessions are too intense? A lot of people saying it without probably seeing the sessions. Two and two makes four. Bielsa kind of running guys into the ground, leads, etc. And I don't know. It's, is it just unlucky, or, or do you think there's something in it? What What do you kind of? Yeah, it depends, doesn't it? I think. Um... You look at Liverpool this season, all their injuries last season, they were very lucky, weren't they? You know, you could argue the fact that they were so fortunate that there weren't many injuries, that they, they had that consistency and won the league through that. And this year, it's obviously changed. I think, I, I don't know if it's training methods. Um, I think now you, your sports scientists are, are very aware of, of, of how hard you're training. I don't know how in-depth they are at Huddersfield, but um, 
there's a lot of data that's taken in in terms of like your blood readings and your GPS and your, your heart rates and blood pressure, etc. So you would have thought they'd be well looked after. Um, but I just, the pictures are fantastic. You, you know, the, the obviously the groundsmen are doing a great job down at the training facility. So I don't know. I just think it's probably a little bit on the uh, unlucky side, really. But I mean, the schedule is hectic, but he's rotated his players. So it's not as if we've had one, you know, set. 11 and they've just been flogged it's, you know there has been a rotation there so um, it's a difficult one isn't it you know it's it's frustrating at the same time because you, you do want to see a bit of consistency with who's playing week in week out that uh, pitch tonight that's I mean obviously the rain's been horrendous some poor people have been flooded outside in the area but that's as I mean we had that game rained off in the first season at York on to York wasn't it in the, uh, in the yeah in that, I think that's the only game ever to be called off isn't it because it's wet but it would interest that sort of you. I'm no groundsman, but it was very muddy, wasn't it? And is that just because it would ever rain? It would have been far off another few hours of this and probably not being on, but it, the ball seemed to hold up all right, didn't it? There were no excuses, were there, really, for our passing style? I felt a little bit bitter tonight, me, because I looked at the um, the, 18, the the goal mouth and it looked yeah, really dirty. It looked really dirty, and I was like, "Yeah, get in." <laughs> I had to deal with that Christ. They used to have to put sand on the um, on the six yard box because it was so. I know it sounds bad, this doesn't it? Because um, it was it, it was so flat. I wanted a bit of grass in my six yard box, and we used to put uh, Ricky used to put sand there so I could tee off a little bit. Um, it, it looked it, yeah, it looked bad, didn't it? It's it, we've not yeah, seen it like that for a long time. What about that goal last night from that Newport guy? You must have watched it and what well, finished. But well, it's like someone just it, it, it went off the screen it and it's like someone just picked it, it up and threw it even <laughs> further. Like, I've never seen anyone ping a ball that far off the floor, and he literally had maybe four steps to it. He was literally stood and it was like he'd just gone for like a ping just off oh. halfway, and he just carried on. What would keep the weight over end? Phil, if I'm cutting you off, if you don't answer it, oh, I want you to. But Come if you have scored that, mate. Shirt off, running oh. off. Not a goalkeeper's union. I don't want to celebrate because it's not fair. <laughs> oh, Come on, mate. What would I you would have been running all over the place? I'd have been running everywhere, like Klinsman, everything. He just turned <laughs> around and started, like, he just, what did he do? Tap on bar or pull out <laughs> something? Like, what's, <laughs> he just scored a goal. How many times he scored a goal? He probably did a right good celebration, but I follow probably didn't pick it up and probably. <laughs> No, no. Hey, listen, no keepers union. If you're scoring against another keeper, you, you're buzzing, aren't you? Absolutely Phil, did you ever, did you ever, have you ever played in a game where something's been close or, or even yourself where it's like, bloody hell, or not really ever seen anything? Oh, what do you mean? In terms of like the, like the long kick, the long yeah. kick to score? Yeah. Keeper scoring in, you know, 90th minute. Going forward, uh, not it? not really. No, Matt uh, Glenn obviously talk about his goal, won't he? He buzzes off that. Oh, for, you know, it's yeah. one of his bloody biggest stories. He's in my club now, all that kind of stuff. But I've never really not no not doing a game. Maybe a kick out of the hands and and you know and and a little bit of pressure on over the keeper's head. But I've not really seen anything uh, as as lucky as that. Just wrapping the transfer kind of business up. So obviously, what is it? January twentieth? Twentieth? Yeah. So I suppose the big thing for us, I think, and will he go? Pitch has been linked with three clubs. He's on mega money. Will he get that mega money again? Probably not. I don't think many of these players are going to get the mega money again. So is he just going to stick it out a bit like the carbon, what have you? Are we stuck with him? Because I think a lot of the, whether we get anyone else in, I think we've, we've brought more in, I think, than we think if we do get Holmes in. But I just don't know whether a lot of it will happen. We have to get them out. It's so frustrating at the moment because players, I suppose you can't blame them, even though we might not be happy with them just sticking the contract out because they know that 
they're never going to get that again at the moment with COVID times. I think there's, I've seen people mentioning, I think, 300,000 or so for, for Pritchard. If, if club are haggling over, you know, a transfer fee for him, then, you know, that's daft for me. Bag of Arribo and a free Bentos pie, chuck it in a bag and see you later, Pritchard, for me. You know what I mean? Just get rid of him, get his wage off the books. Don't worry, what are you going to get? 300 or 500,000. It makes absolutely no difference. You'll probably pay that difference in wages to him if he stays. So if someone's rung up and said, is Alex Pritchard available? Yeah, he is, and you can have him for free. You know, just get him, get him away, get him out of the club. Diakabe, I've heard people interested in him, and he's sticking around just because he's on thirty grand a week. Which, as you say, because it's annoying. But between now and end of the season, that's three quarters of a million pound. And would you move if you could earn three yeah, quarters yeah, of a million pound for not doing a right lot? Probably not. Be, yeah, let's be honest. He's going to get a move, whether it's going to be now or in the summer. He's still going to get a move yeah. in the summer. So, so what would you do? You know, he'd stick around, wouldn't you? Why would he drop yeah. on 30 grand to yeah. die effectively yeah. somewhere else? It's, it's yeah. frustrating, like you say, I think it's hindering any potential targets that are coming in, but football is out there, it's all about the money. So, I'm going to make us even more depressed now. Emil Smith Rowe, unless you've been off another planet, it's Arsenal season seems to be resurrected by yeah, this guy. It's uh, incredible in it to see what it's done and I think it just shows especially at eye level I mean we obviously we were there and you know to see see different kind of academies and young kind of English players coming in and making an impact like he is and I think mean, obviously I, it's really gutting in now because God at, at Belinda oh, excuse me uh, talk sport did a poll didn't he about <laughs> Neil Smith Road better than Bruno Fernandes and all this lot I'm just worried that they're going to kind of hype him up but I think just it's just beautiful, isn't it, to see what he's doing because he, he probably was good as one of the reasons we stayed in the division. His class really kind of level-headed. I loved seeing him make an impact and I suppose Arsenal fans will be preparing, comparing him to Wilshire, but Emil Smith-Rowe, it's, uh, I don't know, I feel like a bit of a dad with his son. It's like, <laughs> like, a proud, like a proud father, because it's like. great, mate, isn't it? It's brilliant to see what he's doing, isn't it? I tell you, mate, price it up for that Euro, Euro 21 squad. Get it priced up, mate. I think he'll sneak in, me. It's really good to see him. One side. I would say with him and Chilwell, you notice kind of the talent immediately. You always kind of felt they would be able to play at a higher level. The thing that surprised me with Emil Smith-Rowe is that it's probably taken him to December, January to break into that team. And I'm not sure if he's been injured. Um, but obviously, Ozil was kind of um, left out quite early on and, and Smith Rose not really broken until now and, and, and that surprised me. I think the other thing I'd say is having read a couple of interviews this week that Mark Hudson did, Danny Simpson did, they all speak about him as a really good character as well. Um, a confident person, which I think you need to be as, probably as a footballer and particularly in that number 10 role, but as kind of a character who bought into everything that um, Mark Hudson and Danny Cowley were trying to do. Um, he was really disappointed to be left out when he didn't play for us albeit so we're trying to kind of um, look after him. Um, so, yeah, wishing the best of luck and, and kind of agree with you, Paz. I think, uh, I think and I hope he makes that squad. It certainly wouldn't surprise me. I certainly have him ahead of Lingard anyway. That's for sure. That would be a good, um, good interview, wasn't it, with uh, Hudson and, uh, and yeah. Simpson. It kind of, it brings to light kind of what goes on behind the scenes. And, you know, you sit there and it's wisely on the bench. And, and they had a, a real keen interest still in his development, even in a position where we were, fighting for our lives, they were, they were still kind of concerned about how he would develop and, and looking after them. And 
um, yeah, I'm really pleased with him. He, he, he looks um, he looks very comfortable. He just it looks like he's playing exactly the same as what he did when when he played for us. Um, and, and it's not like you said, because uh, it's nice to see really smiling his face, making a making a oh. difference. Mate, it's it's quite ironic, isn't it, that he's you know ripping it up at the moment, and Jack Wilshire almost kind of carbon copy who we'll probably mm. be facing. Uh, we haven't played Bournemouth at home yet, have we? But wow, it's it's supposed to put Southampton in perspective that I think Conor Uren's going to spot it. Jack Wilshire, Bournemouth from where kind of uh, <laughs> shopping. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the trouble is uh, well, it's not trouble, Phil, but these clubs just. This is the man who can just get us into that Premier League, aren't there? And they're willing to kind of do it. But I'm, he signed a permanent one as Wilshire, aren't he? I think. Yeah, I'm not sure. This this was a concern for me though. When when obviously we went up and we, you know we can you know talk about this still you know. But it's this when we went into the Premiership, we wanted to be able to be that team where when you drop down, you had that kind of pulling power to bring a player in to take you back up. And that's that's what it still it still frustrates me now, even to this day. Obviously, with the way it's all turned out. Um, that, that we haven't been able to do that. That's what excited me most about getting into the Premiership, the fact that we have a little bit of money behind us and we, we could build a base and, and um, more, more in terms of the future. I weren't really, you know, Premiership were nice to, to watch, but more for the future, really, of the club, and it's not panned out that way, and it's still a little bit bitter about that. It's a good thing. Yeah. It feels like we even further back than what we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's what's frustrating, really. And, and yeah. the, with the greatest respect, the signings of Richard Keogh, only cement that view even further. Yeah, exactly. Kind of think, yeah. Two years ago, and this is where we are now, and I get it's a project and I get there's some rebuilding and it can't be done overnight, but you think, crikey, there's been a few bad decisions that have got us to this point. Yeah, yeah I don't really like bringing it up. Probably everything. We've been through it, you? do think about it, don't you? Because you watch Sheffield United almost dying a slow death like we did. Yeah. You know, just, just the season's kind of nearly done in end of Jan and stuff, but... I think, like you said, Phil, I think we all were under no illusions that we were, you know, probably going to struggle to stay up or whatever, but it's just been in that better position, isn't it, when yeah. you look at Norwich and Absolute, I mean, they were, they're well, just this is it. in the league again, aren't they? I and mean, they this were terrible when, after lockdown. This is a bomb, cause how will Sheffield United look next year? So, so what will that team, what will that squad look like next year when they do go down? Because I tell you what, they'll be in a 10 times stronger position than what we were when we went down. And that and that's that's for me that's the most frustrating part because that should have been us. That's what I wanted for us. I, I, I had a Tekken Sheffield United season this year. <laughs> as long as next yeah. year it's a strong squad and, and you keep those players together, because I tell you what, while we're like, if he stays, he'll have those players fighting again next year, and they'll they'll be you know we all had those predictions didn't we at the start of the season, uh, and and if I were to predict again for for next season and they go down, they'd be one of my teams to go straight back up. I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's I don't want to go over old Graham, but yeah, Wagner because it it felt the race were run when he went, but if he did, I think the big key is can they get through the end of the season with Wilder there? I think, mm. and then like say they go again, Dice were the same on it. Burnley went, yeah, yeah. back with him. Norwich have done the same, kind of with the German guy, and yeah. But I suppose God, if, as if it wasn't gone now, it's gone. It's gone. Hey, it's gone. <laughs> come on, let's go over all this again. <laughs> I kept saying at the end. Like, oh, <laughs> God, we've had a player who we lost, but we we haven't got any more now. Everyone else is going to be just going to go back. Si was Somebody saying, say something positive. Come on, yeah, say I've got a positive. Oh, go. Rain's rain on Saturday. We haven't got a game. Rain, it's well done. We'll take that. <laughs> oh, we haven't got a game. 
So everyone can do everything because you can do so much at the moment. And uh, hey, we can we can paint catapults. You can. You can buy some paint and decorate if you want. We're actually no game this Saturday, so we'll have a good Saturday, won't we? (laughs) Next game, seven o'clock Tuesday night. We're back on iFollow, and we're back on afterwards as well. We're going to do another one of these and that as well. So thanks for joining me, Phil Senior, Simon Copland, Ginger Ogre. It's uh, over and out because we've had. a decent amount of watches tonight on YouTube and a lot of nice comments coming in, which makes it a, a little bit easier to do the show as well. So thank you for everybody who's yeah. chipped in. And, uh, it's funny, and though. Watch- I had a, there were a lot of people fired in and said, oh, I can't, I can't believe you're doing one. But I, often you talk to people who do pods that, the most fun you have is when you get It's weird, isn't it? Just <laughs> sick, we're sick people as football fans, aren't we? You get more people getting interactive than... Uh, yeah. Hey, listen. I, I used to I used to work with a fella, and he's retired now. Um, great guy, and and he can't get his head around football fans because he, he says the emotion. They're so emotional. He says when you go to a game and you're shouting at referees, he says why? He says because <laughs> it's not it's not going to affect your life. And sometimes when you have like results or, or things aren't going right, end of day, we're doing something else tomorrow. Um, and and although it's the club that we love and, and we want them to do well. There's, there's more, there's, you know, there's, there's more serious things going on at the moment, and more things to life than, uh, than worrying about Pippa not getting forward enough like he used to do. <laughs> My dad's had the vaccine though; he's on oh. his way back. Second job on the way. We'll be going now because he won't want to watch that vaccine. Sorry about. I won't mention his name. There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all while upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today? And then the bells will ring so merrily Every goal shall be a memory So town play up And bring that cup Back to Huddersfield So town play up And bring the cup Back to Huddersfield The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. 
As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via muck delivery afterwards. Three points, nut nugget share box, spot on. Order muck delivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.